Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about moonwalking. Last winter, I invited a friend to take a walk with me. Being a town person, she was less than eager, however, for you see, I was proposing to walk at night, and I live in the woods off the grid. It's dark out there, she protested. Not all that dark, I replied, because there's a gibbous moon tonight. There will be plenty of light to see where we're going. But there are no street lights, and besides, there's snow on the ground. All the better, I answered, because the snow will reflect the moonlight. I guarantee it will be a memorable experience. I had to coax her by giving her a flashlight to carry in her coat pocket. And then, with some trepidation, she agreed. Now, I love walking in the woods at night without a flashlight. A flashlight greatly narrows your range of perception and vision because it compels you to look at where it is pointing. You miss everything else that's there because the light blinds you to all that is not artificially illuminated. And besides, if we train ourselves to use wide-angle vision, owl eyes, we can see much more in the dark than we think we can. And when the moon is shining and the ground is lit up with snow, it is astonishing how much you can see and how well you can move about using just your miraculous eyes. I wanted my friend to experience the wonder of moonwalking, for it was clear she had never moonwalked before. The best time to go moonwalking is under a gibbous moon. Gibbous is the old term meaning rounded or bulging, and it refers to the phases of the moon from waxing half to full to waning half. This two-week period is when the greatest portion of the moon's surface is shining, giving off the most light. Even if the sky is cloudy or precipitating, a gibbous moon will give you some light to see your way. There is something surreal about walking at night under moonlight. It seems fantastic, dreamlike, a subconscious landscape where all the familiar landmarks are reversed, turned upside down or inside out. That night we stepped out of the door and waited a few moments for our eyes to adjust to the moonlight. The night was clear and the moon would be full in just a few nights. And there was the moon coming up over the tree line. The moonlight made crisp black shadows on the surface of the snow. These shadows seemed more real than the objects they were depicting. We saw a large black owl gliding low over the ground in front of us, silently moving its wings as it flew through the black tree shadows growing sideways across the path. Then looking up, we saw a gray owl winging high over the snow through gray branches against a gray, moonlit sky. It gave us a moment of vertigo as we tried to orient ourselves as to which way was up, which way was down which were shadows, and which were real things. And what was real anyway? The solid black shadows on the ground, or the ethereal, moonlit gray of everything else? In the moonlight dimension, who really knows? My friend gained confidence as we walked along the path in the woods, as she began to experience that she could see in the dark, although she too remarked that things seemed to lack depth or mass. In moonlight, everything seems so unsubstantial, or rather everything seems so other-substantial, as though moonlight changed the molecular structure of things. 
I wonder sometimes why we call moonlight silvery. Silver is a metal, heavy and solid. It has weight and mass. Silvery seems too heavy a word to describe what moonlight is. It would be better to say that silver gives off a shine like moonlight, making moonlight the reference point. When you go moonwalking, you may find yourself asking why the moonlight world is perceived as the unreal dimension, the half-lit and therefore half-real world. Walking in moonlight, we may ask why the moon isn't the prima matera, the first matter, the beginning of everything. In most traditions, night gave birth to day. Night was the prima genitrix, and the moon was the pure essence of being from which all else arose. On our walk, our path led us to the edge of a meadow, and there we stepped out into the dazzling expanse of unobstructed moonlit snow. It isn't really possible to describe what it's like to be embraced so completely by moonlight, to feel it on your face. I've tried many times, and I find that words are inadequate compared to the experience itself. My friend simply said, Oh my! I had no idea. I have no notion of how long we stood there mesmerized by the moonlight on the snow. It was I who finally said that we ought to be getting back. My feet were beginning to feel cold. Reluctantly, my friend followed me, but she kept turning back to look at the moonlit meadow. She too had become hooked on moonwalking, on being in the moonlight dimension. There's a full moon coming up in a few days. What will you discover? Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.